Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans Bible study here on Monday morning. Today is the 16th of September. We are in Lesson 8, Part 8, whatever you want to call it, of Romans Chapter 8. We do this on Mondays and Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or on the last session Something was going on with Facebook. It wasn't on our end. Thank the Lord we found that out. Everybody who was using uh, Mevo cameras had issues with Facebook actually connecting with that camera, but they got it worked out. So here we are again live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And after we're done with everything we do, the teachings, the, the services, everything we do at Crossway Church, it's uploaded to the YouTube channel which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. So you can go there and avail yourself to all that we teach, all that we preach. And uh, there you'll even find the Sunday morning worship services with the music and all that great stuff there. The praise and worship the Lord has blessed us with here. We're just excited about that. We had a great uh, uh, time in the Lord in Wichita Falls, our other Crossway Church. This weekend, as pastors Colton and Casey Hill were there ministering the word of the Lord and doing our praise and worship, and uh, we're just excited about what's going on there at Crossway Church in Wichita Falls, Texas. This coming weekend, I will be with pastors Colton and Casey Hill at Planted in Christ Ministries there in Athens, Tennessee, so if you're anywhere near there, I encourage you to come. I'd love to meet you. Love you to hear the gospel that we preach, the same message the Apostle Paul preached, and we're just excited about being with them this coming weekend. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, not coming home till Monday, so come and be a part of those great meetings, and I promise you God will do a great work in our hearts this next weekend in, in Tennessee. Praise God. So here we are, as I said, in part eight uh, of Romans chapter eight. And uh, we are going to be in verse 6 today, but you know what I like to do? I like to back up and scratch my feet, take off running. And so we'll back up in verse 5 and see where we can get today. For they that are after the flesh, that means mindful of and focused on fleshly things, do mind the things of the flesh. They're after the flesh, so they're set their minds on fleshly things. But they that are after the Spirit, they that want to be led by the Spirit, they that want to serve God, they that want to uh, uh, find the, the, the mind of Christ, the mind of the Spirit, the leading of the Spirit, they set their mind on the spiritual things of the Lord. And verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded, and the word carnal there just simply means fleshly. Just always after fleshly things. They're, they're not ministry-minded. They're really not spiritually-minded. If you ask them, they'll say they're Christians, and I pray they be Christians because the, the Christians in America today, even those who are not Christians in America today, know all the right words to say just to get you to let them alone. But I want you to know something. Uh, you, we know them by their fruits. We know them by their fruits. And the Bible says, for to be carnally minded is death. That doesn't mean you just, you're physically dead, because if you were, you couldn't be being carnally minded. This speaks of a place of separation. 
in your fellowship with God. Now, I know, if you, listen, if you're new to what God is saying and revealing in these last days, then you're, you're going to begin to uh, be shocked by some things. And if you're honest with your own self, if there's honesty in your heart, you're going to realize what I'm going to say is true. For all our Christian lives, we've been told something that is true. God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. But that doesn't mean there can't be a separation there between us. Because the Bible surely in the New Covenant teaches that we can die spiritually. We're reading another confirmation of that, and I'll show you a couple of more in just a moment. But it also tells us that we can remove ourselves from him. We can fall from grace. Grace is what God has to do in our lives for us to be able to experience God in our lives. And God looks for one thing, faith in the sacrifice of his son. When he finds that, he gives grace. But grace is not mystical and magical. Grace, listen, write it down. Never forget it. And you can't refute it because it's just scriptural. Grace is what God does. God saved us. We're saved by grace. Amen. We're taught by grace. Titus wrote chapter 2. Well, who is it that does the teaching? I can't teach you a thing. I can share God's word with you as a teacher would, but the teacher is the Holy Spirit. The imparter is the Holy Spirit. It, listen, only if he's doing the teaching are we going to get anything. Amen. So think about that. Grace teaches. Well, we're taught by the Lord. Grace is God at work. Grace is God doing something in our lives that we cannot do in and of ourselves. We cannot earn it. We can't pay for it. And hear me this morning, we don't deserve it. Think about that. But this last weekend, the Lord uh, gave me something to add to that for all of us. And that grace is not only God at work, but hear me today, grace is God being allowed to work. Because God has to find faith before he can do something. We're saved by grace through faith. If God doesn't find faith, and that being faith in the cross, faith in the sacrifice of Christ, then God can't give us grace. God can't do what needs to be done in our lives. And the church has just gone on in a false faith. They've gone on and done works that look like they're works of God. They've stamped God on it. But it ain't God. Remember the church in Sardis. You can read about them in Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Jesus wrote a letter through the apostle John to them and said, You've got a name that you're alive, but you're dead. See, there's that word again, you're dead. Where they were alive in Christ, they were born again, they were on their way to heaven, they were seated in Christ in heavenly places, they were saved by the blood of Jesus, but they stepped into a place where they no longer were operating by grace, by faith. If God tells you you're dead, then that means your experience is that of anything but life and living. Christ is our life. That means they were no longer experiencing Christ, but they had a name that they were alive. You got to be careful. Listen, it's truth. 
God won't leave us. God won't forsake us. But all these years in your life, you've not been taught that you could forsake him. You could remove yourself from him. You could fall from grace. You just don't hear that. And that's in your Bible. That Listen, those are scriptures in your Bible. Galatians chapter 5, 1 through 4. You can fall from grace, and Christ can no longer profit or affect you. That's in your Bible. Amen. The church of Sardis I mentioned, Revelation 3, verses 1 through 6. They're encouraged to repent and told if they do repent and come back to the place where they could hear and receive. They left that place. Oh, they had a name that they were alive all over the community. Are you in a church like that today? The church has a name that it's alive, but Jesus sees it as dead because it's carnally minded. Well, what's that mean? That means it's a question the Lord's asking you today. Are you in a church that has a name that it's alive, but the message is not the cross? The focus is the blessings and not the blesser. Oh, we, we really don't like to hear that. I never did like to hear that years ago when I was in one of those churches. Oh, it's all about the blessings and not about the Lord. If it's about the Lord, it's about the sacrifice. When you move away from the sacrifice, you're telling God from your heart, thank God for the blood, but also we need to trust in these things. You remember when they built the golden calf, they erected an altar right beside it and said, come tomorrow, <coughs> we'll have a feast unto the Lord. Well, God ended up making them grind that golden calf down and drink the bitterness thereof. And that's what's happening right now. That's, that's the sin nature is, is controlling most of the church today because when we're trusting in anything other than the cross, we're dead. We're dead. Oh, we're living. We have a form, but it's without the power. We have a form, but it's without the power. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is the power of God to us who are saved. Can you see that? Do you know that? Do you believe that? Watch this in verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. <coughs> Excuse me. Now let's look back. I've shared with you one scripture in Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, where Jesus Christ himself, through the apostle John, tells the church in Sardis, you think you're alive, but you're dead. That means he's, he's, he's dealing with them concerning their experience. Their condition, their position is settled in heaven, in Christ. I shared that with you. But their experience, Jesus is very concerned about your experience. The reason is, if your experience is not what it should be, you're going the wrong direction. And if you're going the wrong direction, that could ultimately end up in you losing your soul. That's Bible. That's Bible. You need to let the traditional uh, forefather uh, heresy of most of these denominational things of once saved, always saved, go out the window. That's not scriptural. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. No, but you can leave him. You can forsake him. You can be plucked out. You can be spewed out. You can be blotted out. That's the promise. Listen, to the church in Sardis, if you repent and come back to the place of hearing and receiving, which is faith in the cross, hallelujah, 
then your names won't be blotted out. And some commentary wrote, well, it doesn't say there your name will. It says it won't be. Yeah, if you repent and come back to the place where you can hear and receive the hearing of faith, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and his giving of himself for us at Calvary. So watch this. To be carnally minded, fleshly minded, to always be thinking about the natural, the, the, the fleshly. And you know, Christians are professional. You know, you know, they have phrases. They're living according to the flesh, but they have all these comments. Well, the Lord knows my heart. Well, the Lord doesn't mind us having fun. Those are factual statements, but you have to understand the devil, the enemy, will feed your lusting flesh facts to keep you out of the truth because only in the truth will you find God's grace, meaning God at work. Think about that. Most Christians who say, God don't mind us having fun, God knows my heart, are those people who are carnally minded. They're just, they're, their minds are set on the ways of the flesh. Many are hearing the message of the cross. Many have been hearing the message of the cross for years, but they've yet stepped into a place where the heart has to be honest and allows this truth to penetrate their own lives instead of on social media hammering everyone else that is wrong we're still wrong if it's not changing us. And it's not changing us because we say it is. It's changing us when others can see the fruit of the change. And that will require repentance. Many times, apologies. Hallelujah. So watch this. To be carnally minded is death. Those that live according to the flesh... They're dead. And I'm going to show you another one. Skip back to Romans chapter 7, verse 9. Watch this. Paul says, <clears throat> For I was alive without the law once. That means when he was born again. Because all Paul's life, he was buried up in the law. There was never a time in Paul's life where he was without the law until he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he did that by faith without the law. Glory to God. See how simple that is? But when the commandment came, when he began to look back, and still he didn't know yet that he couldn't no longer trust and try to live up to the Ten Commandments, he didn't know yet that it was simple, exclusive for everything, determined to know nothing. He didn't know that yet, but Christ and him crucified. When he looked back and brought the commandment back to himself again, tried to live according to the commandment, look what happens. When the commandment came, the sin nature revived and I died. Paul didn't go, Paul didn't go back into being drunk and drugs and a love for the world. This ain't talking about acts of sin, although acts of sin take place. This is talking about that sin nature that's made dormant and put away and we become dead to it when our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. But when we live according to do's and don'ts, in 30 days I'll do this, in 40 days I'll, I'll do this, and, and, and the government of this, and the, the promise of this, and all these things that we, that we put beside the cross, as the altar was built beside the golden calf, it's just us telling God from the heart, the cross is not enough. Believe me, 
God's grace is sufficient. And God's grace only comes through our faith <coughs> in the death of Jesus, Galatians 2.21. God is the God of all grace, but all grace, all that he does, he does in truth. <coughs> and he does it through our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Never forget, that's Bible. You can't get away from it. People who try to refute that, what I just said, they can't use Scripture to do it. And it's because they're carnally minded. They're fleshly minded. Think about it. We, we, we're, we're, listen, we're not condemning and bashing. We're not condemning and bashing. We're just teaching the Word in its correct context. Jesus Christ, who is our light, and the Word of God is light. But it's the Word of God written is not our light unless it's in the light of the man who said, I am the light. The Word of God is not our daily bread unless it's in the context of the man who said, I am the bread that came from heaven. Never forget that. Most all of true Christians are sitting in churches every week who are not hearing the Word of God in its context of the one who is the living Word of God. They're hearing it in all sorts of things. Most preachers think uh, that they can preach the cross and the entire counsel of God. But I'm praying for all ministers, true God-called and God-sent ministers, that they will begin to have this mindset of the Apostle Paul, the mind of Christ. Listen, it's not the message of the cross and the full counsel of God. It's the message of the cross as the full counsel of God. God's only got one answer for your marriage to be successful. One, one answer, one way for your integrity to be what it should be, for your finances, for your emotional health, for your deliverance from anything. He's only got one answer. And that answer is Jesus and him crucified. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Paul goes on to say, watch this, he said, when the commandment came, the sin nature revived and I died. Well, Paul didn't fall physically dead. He just fell from grace. He fell from the place life is experienced. He fell from the fruit-bearing place. Every Christian today who is no longer trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary alone in the eyes of God is dead. Dead. No fruit bearing. To, have, to experience life is to experience Christ. And to experience Christ is to experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Fruits of His righteousness. And we're not doing that because we say we are. We're doing that because it's real and because our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. People who say they've got fruit, but it's not just the cross, they're deceived by the sin nature. Watch verse 11, Romans 7. We had to go back to cover something. He says, for sin, he's talking about the sin nature here, taking occasion by the commandment when I live according to the anything other than faith in the cross, the sin nature takes occasion 
by the commandment. Remember, it's the law that strengthens sin. 1 Corinthians 15, 56. Romans 7, 5 tells us that it's the law that puts the sin nature in motion. When I do this for 30 days and I think I'm going to have a better this or a better that, I'm trusting in my doing that for a better this or a better that. And God don't honor my doing. He only honors his doing. God only honors what God does in and through you. And God has never told you to do anything for 30 days or 40 days of purpose or 21 days of this. He's never told you to do any of that for victory over sin or for any provision of his grace. Grace comes exclusively. Here it's, it's the simplicity of Christ. It comes exclusively through your faith in the death of Jesus. Read Galatians 2.21. It's there for you to have as a treasure chest if you will only have ears to hear. Watch though, for the sin nature taking occasion by the commandment, what did it do? It deceived me. And by it, slew me. It slew me. The sin nature, if it's, a, it's, a, if it's allowed to be revived, and it is, if our faith is moved from Calvary <clears throat> alone, when it revives, it deceives. That's why Christians today, and I've been there, I've had this experience. Christians today who refuse to come back to the cross, refuse to come out of these churches because they're yet to really think it's all about the cross. Listen, the reason they won't come out of those places that are not right is because their faith is not exclusively in the cross. And when that's the case, the sin nature is revived. And what's it doing? Why can't they come out? Because they're deceived. They can't come out because they're deceived. And they're experiencing death right now. Oh, they think they got a move of God going on there. Oh, they think that the church in Sardis thought they had a move of God. But Jesus said you're dead. And Paul here says, if you're living according to the law, and the law don't mean the Ten Commandments of Moses, the law means anything you think you have to do to get victory. Anything you think you have to do to get the grace of God. Because Jesus is the one who brought grace and only delivered it to us through his death. Amen. Watch this now. Let's go back to Romans 8 where we are in verse 6 trying to get through this. Praise God. Still got about 8 minutes. Somebody said hallelujah. So verse 6 says to be carnally minded is death. To live after the, the fleshly mind and just always just be, uh, you know, uh, just always be in the flesh means your faith is not in the sacrifice while you're operating in the flesh. You're minding the things of the flesh. So the way you walk after the Spirit is to be mindful of the things of the Spirit. Watch this. The end of verse 6, and this is so powerful for those of us who have ears to hear, and we're praying for all the church to begin to have ears to hear once again. They did when they were saved, or they never got saved. Because the Spirit of God is only received through the hearing of faith, Galatians chapter 3. The Spirit of God is not received by anything we do. 
Therefore, that proves water baptism didn't get you the Spirit of God. Faith in Christ and Him crucified got you the Spirit of God. Because baptism, water baptism, is a work we do. It's something we do physically we're involved in. And the Spirit of God isn't given to us. We don't receive the Spirit of God by works, by what we do, but by the work of Christ at Calvary and our faith in that alone. See how simple that is. And people who try to use other scriptures to twist them to make them think that we are saved by works. They just don't understand the cross and we're praying for them. And I pray they don't die in that condition. But the Bible says here, to be carnally minded is death. That means you're no longer bearing fruit. You're deceived. You think you may be. You might, you might think you're in the hottest church in town and my Lord, it's everybody needs to be in our church. I used to be in one of those, but it was dead. It was dead. Oh, the praise and worship didn't have a dead appearance. People come for miles to be a part of the praise and worship. But the words, it was dead because it was not a focus on the cross. It was not a focus on the cross. A so-called prophet could visit and there wouldn't be enough chairs in the house to fit the people in. But an evangelist could show up to preach the just the simple gospel, which is what the prophet should have been preaching, by the way, because the spirit of prophecy, come on now, the Bible, I love the Bible, Revelation 19.10, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Glory to God. Woo, I'm glad I know that today. I'm glad you know that today. Just to get a personal word according to the flesh. Flesh. Minding fleshly things. It's death. It's death. It's death. You want a word from God? Come back to Calvary. You'll get the word of God every day pouring into your heart by the Spirit. Hallelujah. For to be carnally minded is death. It means non-productive in the eyes of God because he can't work in carnality. He can't lead you according to your flesh. He leads you according to his spirit, which can only happen if your faith is in what it was in when you received the spirit. Colossians 2, 6 says, We walk in him just like we received him by faith in his sacrifice. Hallelujah. So watch this. We'll get to that. We'll confirm this right here in the end of verse 6. <clears throat> For to be carnally minded is death. To live after the flesh is death. Separated from God in fellowship, even though you're quoting scripture, giving scripture, oh, you have an appearance, but, but you're dead. You need to know that you're dead. Till you come back to your first love, faith in the cross, you're dead. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you see the word life, you've got to think about Jesus because he said, I am the life. There is no life outside of Christ. He is the life. Hallelujah. He is our eternal life. It ain't something coming one day when we leave here. We've already got eternal life because we've got the eternal one who is life living in us. Praise God. Woo, that's good news. I've already got eternal life because I've got Jesus Christ living on the inside of me by his spirit. Hallelujah. But watch this. It says to be spiritually minded is life. That means to be experiencing Christ and peace. Now, Colossians 1.20 tells us that he made our peace through the blood of his cross. 
when my faith is in the sacrifice of Christ alone, then from my heart I'm admitting to God, that's all I need. I don't need to go and do. The Holy Spirit now can do all that gets done through me, but he can't do that unless my faith is in the cross alone. See, here's where, here's where the rub is. The church, man, 99.9% .9 of it is out there doing things and it's got an appearance like it's God. And they're tagging it as God. But if their faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, it's just them. It's just them. Again, go read the church of Sardis. Read the warning to the church of Sardis. Read, read the warning to the church of Laodicea. That's not to the world. That's to the church. Jesus is knocking on the door on the outside wanting to get back into fellowship with them. They're dead. That don't mean their music's not any good. That don't mean the preacher's all dry. That means their faith is no longer in the sacrifice of Christ. It's in the new schemes, the new fads, the new books that are out there now. These things that men and women under the anointing of the evil one bring into the church, those ungodly creepers that come in trying to change God's grace into something that it's not. Read the book of Jude. Join us on Friday mornings at 9 a.m as we're teaching the book of Jude presently. Come on. To be spiritually minded, that means to have faith in the cross, the only way the Spirit leads us. He restores our soul by leading us in the path of righteousness. And all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17. Therefore, every word that has come out of the mouth of God has been in righteousness and has to be viewed by our faith in the gospel alone, not our faith in the message of the cross and now God's word in something, no, Today, our faith is in the cross. Today, the word we look at, the Holy Spirit, is going to reveal the truth of God's word. His name is Jesus. And what makes him the liberating and provision of all of God's grace that he brought is his death. Not that to get you in and now these things to get you through. No, that's telling God I needed more than Calvary. I, you know, we're all we need is Jesus. But then we live our lives in deception. Now, we don't know it. I'm not being it. We don't know it, but that don't matter. Ignorance will slay you. It will prevent you from experiencing the benefits of God. Think about that. Well, we're out of time. Who would believe that? I encourage you to help us share these broadcasts. I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord to increase the listening audience to these teachings online. The church needs to be hearing these things. The world needs to be hearing these things. You can help us publish God's Word by sharing this, not just liking, not just commenting, but hitting the share button. It's not about them knowing me. I don't talk about me. I talk about the Word in the light of the one we should be talking about and His great sacrificial plan, His great sacrificial love offering that he provided for all of us. That's what we're about here in this ministry. The true gospel. 
Hallelujah. You can see everything we do again at Curtis Hutchinson 316 on the YouTube channel. You can bless this ministry by praying for us. You can give to this ministry online at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text your giving, which is the best way for us, at 903-231-5950. We do love you. We are praying for you, especially those of you that do comment on the teaching sessions uh, because we see your name and we pray for you. And uh, we just, we, ju we do love you and we're concerned about you. We're concerned about God's people. And uh, he's, Jesus is coming soon. And I'm, I know he's coming for those he, that he finds in the faith. And that's why we're teaching the word of God in this great illumination. He's given our hearts concerning the sacrifice of Christ. God bless you. We love you. And I will see you again, not really until next Wednesday because this Thursday and Friday I'll be traveling to Brother Colton Hills and that Monday I'll be traveling home so it'll be all the way on Wednesday before I see you again. So I will be with Brother Colton and he does broadcast live on his church page which is Planted in Christ Ministries so make sure you tune in. It's going to be a packed weekend, even day sessions of teaching. So Join us if you can. Again, that's Planted in Christ Ministries on Facebook. God bless you. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.